0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rewild My Bio. I'm joined today with my co-host, Richard Bixenik. Richard? Hello, what, everyone. What's going on?
1: Oh, just hanging out on a yeah, Monday night.
0: Right, yeah, Monday night, doing an intro to the show, yep. um, talking about a few upcoming shows and that over a nice dinner. Yes. Um, that I had made you. wine and dined tonight. Yeah. A little without l- the wine.
1: Yeah, a little duck breast. And- yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a, that's totally inspired by our upcoming guest this week, uh Hank Shaw. Right so I'm uh yeah, I got really excited duck breast. I uh, really want to talk to him about duck hunting and getting into it. Cause to me it just seems like
1: more work, I don't know, than other hunts. Yeah, I think so. You know, not as easy more to as it. the old school Nintendo. Duck yeah, <laughs> oh gosh. That was the greatest. It was the greatest. Well, I've
0: been yeah, so my whole uh, I wanted to get into hunting going on 10 years ago and I had purchased a dog that was a german short-haired pointer so a great uh, dog for duck hunting and uh, just never got into it too busy at that point in my life so anyways that meal was totally inspired it was very good yeah and uh, a wild ingredient actually was in a thread that i have not been able to get out of my head since you brought some over um which is some maple sap or maple uh-huh. water yes. and uh yeah in this episode kudos to you for what you i think at the end we Talk all about uh, well, we talk about saunas today, today in this episode, and the idea of drinking some nice maple water after your sauna. I think is just a genius way to replenish yourself, and uh, we made up a nice little like recipe of how to make that even maybe a little better. Yeah, make it a full full blown electrolyte replenisher yes and it's a nice wild alternative to say coconut water right yes so yeah we talk about that in this episode which i think is great obviously um yeah i think when you're harvesting maple water there's a safe and um respectful way to do it one for the tree and and safe obviously for the tree's life but then safe for you so you're not getting sick so make sure you know what you're doing i guess if you're getting out getting out there and getting some maple sap uh this time of year Just covering our butts on that one. Yeah, you don't want anybody getting sick off all these foraging stuff and all this. You know, we might talk about
1: it. Pretty low risk, but you got to say it.
0: Yeah, no, so true. So true. What about, uh, yeah, what about you? Anything about this episode that you liked? Anything you wanted to uh, Um, bring up?
1: I enjoyed that we came up uh, on the spot with a bit of a a, a recipe in terms Mm -hmm. of tightening up the maple water and how that can be a good replenisher after sweating it all out. Right. Um, But I also referred to, uh, in this episode, share a story, a legend, a Lakota legend about how the, um, how humankind received the gift of Mm -hmm. the sweat lodge. And I just wanted to acknowledge and take the opportunity in this intro to acknowledge that I did receive that story through the Lakota lineage of Waptura, through Godfrey Chips and Sal Gancarelli and who Sal who uh, imparted this story to me right. several years ago when I was studying with the H Shields Institute and right. uh, in that lineage, and I just wanted to acknowledge that piece. Um, mm-hmm. as we're what was that book again? Um, a man, a man among helpers.
0: Yeah, that's right. I'll put that in the show notes. Sure. Yeah, yeah lent that to me, right. And so I just wanted to yeah. acknowledge okay, thanks. that yeah, for
1: and, sure. Uh, also, toward the end of the show, we were in talking about saunas. Uh, one of the concerns that often comes up for people when they're looking to purchase a sauna. Mm -hmm. In particular, an infrared unit that you can pretty much plug in to your, you know, wherever you have room in your home uh, is the whole electromagnetic frequencies or EMFs that... Uh, in future, or other episodes, we talk about some of the detriments of exposure to such things. Right. Um, and in this episode, we kind of brush it off a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I think the reason, yeah. well, I know the reason why we brush it off is because we're kind of looking at it in relationship to the risk-benefit ratio. Right, there you of go. Because as you will hear in this upcoming episode, saunaing is sensational. It mm. is fantastic, has a ton of benefits. And if you're going to get your knickers in a knot about some EMF uh, exposure, exposure. Yeah, you know, it, from a risk-benefit perspective, you're getting a lot of benefit from, from sauna. Well Unless, said. of course, you've got some significant sensitivities to EMFs. That so makes I just sense. wanted to just really clarify that.
0: No, that's good. And I think it's like all things, it's the risk-benefit. Uh, there's com- There comes a risk-and-benefit ratio or analysis that needs to kind of be done, I think, when you're, you're looking at a lot of this stuff, right? It's mm. never just a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. So, yeah, well said. Thank you for saying that. But, yeah, we won't go too long with this intro because we went long on this episode today let's talk about saunas so anyways i hope you guys enjoy this episode welcome to rewild my bio self-help and alternative health podcast i'm your host sean slade join me as i share stories science and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. You know it's weird because I was thinking I'm, I'm like, how do I like you know, you're here, you're you're way beyond guest now. And I've started nice. to like really try to fit how do I, you know, how do I fit Richard into marketing in that? It's just I'm just kinda of perplexed and even to how to introduce you now. See, I'm just you've like got, Bob who shows up once. This is this a while. guy. This yeah. is Guy, yeah, no, you're you're far much more than that and I absolutely love doing these shows and I'm sure the listeners do too. Um and I appreciate all you guys' feedback out there. I've been getting a little bit more lately with some of the ex- exciting new stuff. Um, some of the newer episodes, uh, the one with Emma um, mm. was uh, very well received. So, yeah, thank you guys very much out there for giving all the love and feedback um, to Richard and I. Because, yes, I'm not alone here. That's, it's nice. Nice to feel that way. Nice sometimes. to be here with you, Sean. All right, indeed. Well, you know what? It's cold outside. You've got a new sauna. I spent about 45 minutes in a sauna yesterday. Let's talk about saunas. Sounds good to me. That's what I was thinking. And yeah, like we were kind of saying before, like what's new about saunas? What's new about a lot of this stuff? Well, there's some new stuff. The fact that you and I are talking about it's new. Mm-hmm. We've never really talked about it publicly before. So that's new. But we do have some new stuff, I think, in regards to sauna, or at least our variation of it and something new in regards to the conversation of saunas is how I'm going to intro this episode how about that segue and what's new or maybe what's not new it's about what's old and what we're returning to and what we're really talking about here is that we're talking about the fire element at least to me anyways um so all the elements as medicine and incorporating or becoming aware of how the elements fit in our daily life is an important part of rewilding getting in touch with the land. So the fire element I think is super important, like all of them are as medicine in this day and age. But I think fire is important. And I mean, I'm saying fire element, it's also the sun. Um, and right now I think fire is so important because we're lighting fires all over the world. And that's metaphorically speaking, but it's also literally speaking in some cases through deforestation and uh, forest fires and, you uh, you know, we we know that California frequently has fires on an annual basis, and I see fire as something we've kind of lost touch with, or we've kind of lost our ability to interact and commune with the element or the spirit of fire, and especially so for me, anyways, looking at it through my own lens as a as a white man in the Western world, I'm thinking how much destruction's done from folks in my shoes, or you know. Individuals who run corporations, CEOs, we know that corporations pollute the earth a lot and we see fires being lit all over the world now because of capitalism and, you know, Western imperialism, essentially the Mm -hmm. spread of Western culture around the world. So um, yeah, much degradation because of fire. And I think it's something that we need to get back in touch with as a civilization in the West. And um, well, I could keep kind of rambling on here, but again, I think the way in which we know how to like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that we'll be talking about fire in many, many forms on the show and saunas is just one of them. And I see this kind of resurgence in saunas recently as an awesome thing, because we know that infrared saunas, as we'll be talking a lot about today specifically is the infrared saunas. Um, But I see it as this kind of trendy thing in anti-aging longevity and biohacking space, as this awesome longevity tool where we can live longer and living longer and healthier and more optimal is great. But if we're running around the world, polluting and lighting fires and, you know, doing business as usual, so to speak, do we really, do we really want to live longer? Like, do we really need these, these type, this mentality here on the earth for much longer? And I would say no. So I guess the way in which we commune with the fire element, like all elements is super important. And you actually had a pretty cool story, I think to start a podcast about fire and you know we'll get into the history with sweat lodges but yeah you had a cool story i don't know if you wanted to retort anything that i had rambled um, on there a
1: few things there yeah so it's basically this idea of um our relationship to fire and this resurgence of you know this trendiness of saunaing and and getting in the sauna and sweating it all out um there's a very base level to that right and we're going to talk about some of that stuff like the the Western science of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, we'll get... Um, sweating out the goo mm-hmm. and... <laughs> the goop. The goop, yes. the goop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll get... I,
0: we'll talk we'll, we'll talk more about Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm sure, when we sure. get into detoxing.
1: Um, <laughs> yes. So there is that piece that... So there, there's this resurgence, but it's kind of this, like, really... Is it an appropriated piece here? Like, we're like, yeah, heat therapy mm-hmm. is good. Like, thermotherapy is... is it's good. Let's just get in a box and plug it in. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I don't see anything particularly wrong with that. Right. But, um, I think it's it's good. And it's a segue into maybe a deeper relationship with that element.
0: Right. That's true, too. Right. Can't just, yeah.
1: And so that story that you're alluding to, alluding to is, well, a lot of what we're talking about here is fire, but essentially sweat therapy, right? Um, so there's this whole notion of, like, transcultural sweat therapy and how there's, you know, throughout... Several cultures in the world that right. sweat therapy is rather ingrained right from Russian banya's to the you know, the Roman baths right, thermascali's uh, in Southern yeah. America right yeah um, Native American sweat lodge yeah right can, for sure can keep listing them right? and it's
0: the ondol uh, in Korea right. different yet yeah, but they a way they heated their house would actually emit infrared um light or infrared therapy through the flooring that they would actually choose to use right on with all this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So again,
1: very, very, uh, transcultural. So it is transcultural. And in the Lakota tradition, um, the sweat lodge is one of the four sacred gifts given from, you know, creator to, to humankind. Okay. And, uh, there's a legend that goes in the, um, Lakota tradition. And I'm just going to paraphrase it. Um, essentially, there was a time in humanity, we were all pretty connected to nature, we would even communicate with animals, mm-hmm. and there was really a lot of harmony, right? so almost like that sort of Eden type of thing. Right. Uh, but things started to shift, right? we started to uh, find ownership of land, we started to um, you know, irrigate and control water, we started to really uh, domesticate right. nature. And as that domestication started in this legend, we start to see, oh, there's a little bit of conflict that's starting to arise between human beings. And Mm. that conflict starts to escalate. And then uh, eventually in this legend, there was an intentional killing of a person. You know, and this is, again, legend. Right, right. Right. Um, And from there, things, that disconnection that started to come in from this domestication of nature really started to lead to things like drought, Mm -hmm. uh, pain and suffering. Uh, those sorts of things. And so a young man had this inward calling to the West. He walks through the desert, heads to the ocean, where all the elements of sky, earth, water, fire Mm -hmm. meet. And he kind of goes through this whole process of vision questing, essentially, Mm -hmm. and receives this gift of the sweat lodge that he brings Mm -hmm. back to his people so that they can um, have a means of reconnecting to nature, reconnecting to spirit, essentially, right? So it's right. like, sweat lodge isn't exclusively fire, right? And right? no. it's, inc- it's including, uh, including all of those elements, but fire being a, obviously a, a significant central component to right. it. So it's interesting that in this time, and what mm-hmm. you're alluding to is, yeah, there's this resurgence in science and the biohacking and all this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here comes this whole notion again, really in front of us and in our consciousness, right at this time where, yeah, we there is a significant disconnection. Right. There is significant conflict, uh, droughts, floods, fires. Right, so it's right. almost like the legend is rewritten. Right, right now in re- this time lived. Right, so very it's interesting. Really interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly when and, and individuals like myself, yourself, you know, attending sweat lodges, reaching back through time to make sure, um, or at least for us, anyways, that these these traditions aren't lost. Right, and that mm. there's much value in them. So again, yeah, as we kind of rewrite things right now, I think it's. Um, it is an interesting time that we see this kind of resurgence, and I never actually knew that Lakota that legend. I never knew about you know heading to the ocean, um, and that's really neat that it's act was seen as a reconnection tool, right? So again, mm. just someone like myself looking to reconnect through re- rewilding and that, and then you know now participating in in many many sweat lodges. Um, I see it as great medicine for myself. So, mm. um, and I guess I don't know. Do you have any? Uh, I, I, on the front of stories i'm trying to think of like i don't know i'm trying to think of my history with sweat lodges and i guess it'd be going back maybe about five years or so now that i've been doing sweats um and slowly over the course of time as i learn more as i participate more uh, it becomes more and more profound for me Mm -hmm. and something that i know i i know when i need a sweat like if thing for me it's a it's the ultimate in resetting um for me and it's something like maybe traditionally i try to do on like a seasonal basis um but lately been doing a little bit more and as i do the more and more i realize wow this is this is some good medicine so i don't know if if um you had anything to say in regards to your experience i mean i've enjoyed many um at uh here on walk healing center mm-hmm. where we do our, our group work um reconnecting with the land, and. Uh, yeah, no specific stories, but I just know they've been very beneficial for me. So I don't know if you wanted to, like, comment on that on the traditional front before we get into, yeah, just say, talking about infrared
1: and, yeah, and benefits. Engaging in that process and that ceremony from a, uh, an informed perspective and, you know, a place of sort of respect and curiosity mm-hmm. um, is how it kind of started out. And um, But as soon as you kind of enter into that process... And that that gift we're talking about of the sweat lodge, right? You know, it it does become something that you realize has significant uh, potency, right, to it. Yes. Right? Um, and it does become like, oh yeah, I, it's time for a sweat. I got some, mm-hmm. I got some toxic questions bubbling up in my yeah, mind. So right. you know, I'm gonna step into this ceremony, and it's gonna yep. help me in my processes. And just through connection, there's community in it. There's connection to very that. much so yeah so, so there that is certainly something that um is tangible in my experience mm-hmm. well, um, you, yeah yeah you brought up an interesting point it makes me think about
0: kind of jog my memory on some something more i could share and uh the questions you come into a, a sweat lodge with and like you say whether the toxic bubbling up things that are on your mind when you've got that mental chatter and that's kind of how i know it's like oh time for a sweat because if it just doesn't be quiet i mean there's many other ways to kind of hit pause and, and find that calm button for but for me to take those in there or say some challenging questions that i've been meditating on or it's been on my mind to go in there with that it can really influence the outcome or the experience you have i guess mm-hmm. i remember saying once um during a sweat to our teacher chuck i was saying it doesn't really matter because we were doing individual sweats um so i was like it doesn't really matter how much water I pour on the rocks. If I come in there with the right questions, it gets hot as <laughs> hot as all heck in there, right? right. So you're sitting there and it, it's just interesting. And I've heard Chuck and I've heard many others that participate in sweats. It's it's the people that come in there and the questions that are bringing in there kind of can determine the heat. So again, so many nuances and interesting experiences. And I wouldn't want to like, I'm not saying this to. um, Everyone, I think, should experience this themselves. Right. But it, in my experience, that is something really unique about uh, the sweat lodges. Yeah, how the questions and the people there, and that
1: community vibe can influence that ceremony. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then in this show, we're talking, you know, a lot about the spectrum of rewilding, right? And yeah. so, um, you know, we have this Lakota legend of bringing this gift back so that humanity can reconnect in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then we always talk also talk about. Hey, there's this infrared sauna I just got delivered, and I'm gonna plug it into my wall, and I'm gonna right. sit in there and sweat one okay. or half an hour every day, kind of deal. Which is on the spectrum, but it's For certainly sure. not fully, necessarily, fully connected. Yeah, in that regard. Right. So, um, I think we're just gonna cover a little bit of that that spectrum.
0: Well, yeah, and that's just it. It's it's bringing. I mean, the show very much my biography, modern day rewilding, and I think you know hitting hitting the button, hitting the on button on an infrared sauna is a lot more doable for individuals, say, than even going out and building your own uh, like traditional wood stove sauna if you had one outside, right? Which I think for me, you know, looking for land and and now you having your land with your house, I I personally would love to have the opportunity to have both, you know, if I could, right? right? And I, yeah, very much drawn to the nostalgia and the kind of romance of having an actual fire with rocks outside. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you're, you're talking time and energy and effort, which I think is, yeah, if we're looking to recommune with the fire element, again, on the spectrum, whatever way we have access to is, is important right. for sure. Yeah. Cool. So, um, well, let's do that. Let's talk about some benefits of saunas of infrared saunas. Um, Cause yeah, well, I think, well, I think we already mentioned it when we started talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Um, a lot of folks nowadays are keen on saunas for many benefits one of which being detoxification mm-hmm. and it's um de- the word detox is interesting to me mm-hmm. because it's something i've kind of researched on all fronts i think from a western medical perspective one might believe or one might be led to believe that detoxing doesn't work it's not a thing mm-hmm. it's something gwyneth paltrow does and right coffee enemas and right all that goopy stuff Then, on the other hand, there's a more holistic view of the body and how our body uses certain elements, water, oxygen, and all these things can become toxic to us at certain levels. So, therefore, we have to, if we were to, like, for example, if we were to just hold our breath right now for long enough, that that becomes quite toxic. We've got to breathe it out. We've got to detox process so i mean it becomes kind of arguing semantics in some way i I think it is is the way i'm kind of looking at it. but yeah no i feel like um if we're going to talk about saunas and detoxing i thought why not ask my friend the naturopathic doctor what he knows about detoxing so Mm -hmm. what i guess i kind of know about is that yeah our, our fat cells in our body um well this is again many different ways we could talk about detoxing but in regards to sauna i'm thinking about fat cells for one and i know that fat cells um store toxins or or our cells rather, store water and fat and through sauna um, or I guess there's many ways we can excrete these things but yeah, through things like sauna we're excreting through say urine, sweat, poop and a little less on the sweat front which I'm sure we'll talk more about Um, but yeah, we're essentially through this process of exchanging fluids in our cells, we're getting rid of things like heavy metals and that. So I know there is some detoxing able to happen, I know blood can somewhat detox. Potentially, um, or at least I believe so. But yeah, so what, how would you say what detoxing is?
1: Well, yeah, detoxing, yeah, it is a bit of semantics, right? It's like, are we detoxing from a drug overdose, sort of from a Mm. Western medical perspective, like we got to get this stuff out of the system? Mm -hmm. Or are we, you know, detoxing uh, BPA from our water bottles? There you go. Right. Um, So that's a pretty, significant spectrum uh, mm-hmm. using one single word. Yeah. Um,
0: it, I find the more and more I get into the rewilding Sorry, of cut you off but I just find that there any more in this day and age I'm, I'm maybe just where I'm getting information or where I'm the circles I'm hanging out in but it seems like there's such an inadequacy with the English language mm-hmm. in this time when we're looking at how are we going to rewrite things here if we're going right. to pull forward and, and reconnect with the land and it's, it seems to be there's a lack of words mm-hmm. that are distinguishing What what science and what modern, you know, culture is coming to learn about things? We just need more words. Anyways. Let's start inventing some. Yeah, I know. That's totally why I'm doing my PhD. I just want to invent words. I don't know if that's something that (laughs) I get to do when I I put that. I don't know. (laughs) Why not? Let's do it now. Fuck the PhD. Yeah, let's see what we come up with here. (laughs) We're making our own dictionary.
1: Yeah, so detoxing, I just look at it as like metabolism, right? Like metabolizing Mm -hmm stuff that's in our body right right? stuff that comes in from the environment stuff that our body endogenously like makes within itself Mm -hmm. um you know our cells right down to the cell breaks things down so it can use nutrients and excretes what it doesn't need in the byproducts right Right. that's all metabolic essentially right so really it's about enhancing uh these metabolic pathways in those roots of elimination you cannot deny that we have roots of elimination in our body right which include our skin which include our kidneys and our urine, yep. And our gut and our stool. Yep. And our breath. And our breath, yeah. Right. So, so it's
0: it's just interesting that like those are essentially the elements right there. Poop, earth, right, breath, air, uh, sweat, fire, call mm-hmm. it. Right. I don't know. What was the other one? Pee, water. There you go. Yeah.
1: That's element good. elemental medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, and I don't think there's much debate that there is a lot of chemical burden out there. Right. And that it that we take it on. And um, it needs to be metabolized and dealt with. And if it's not, it's going to have physiological, biological repercussions. Right. So supporting those metabolic pathways and those routes of elimination is important. Right. And so whether we wanna call that detoxification and package it that way. Right. So we can sell goopy things. <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever. But um I think Fair to enough. to poo-poo it as like a thing that doesn't exist is yep. as, as much as a disservice as the crafts commercialism of it is True. on the other end of it. Very much so. And I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I think that is exactly it. Like
0: as someone who's huge on health science literacy, if I'm like, you know, at my folks place or wherever someone might be watching the six o'clock news, when that health segment comes on, I'm just all ears like, here's my time to shine. Like, <laughs> And it's funny because, uh, yeah, uh, with the commercialization, sometimes you're seeing like, oh, magic detox pill, take three of these and call right. me in the morning and you're all good, right? And it's just right. like that stuff, that stuff as a scientist, it kind of gets under my skin because here we are poo-pooing and gooping up detox when it's actually you know this stuff is very can be very powerful and very profound and i mean we did an episode on mitochondria which at this point in time is not out yet but i will be releasing that prior to this because i think uh-huh. it'd be a nice pre prelude to what we're kind of getting into yeah. here on the cellular level because yeah saunas have an amazing way of going in and kind of cleaning up cells and um that might be degraded so these mitochondrias that are our energy houses in our bodies that we evolved with uh, through working with the elements like fire and all the other elements, we can build resilience with them and um, and as we talk about in that episode. So I think that, uh, yeah, super important to at least start this episode yeah, talking so detox.
1: In terms of sauna, Like I think what we can say is that historically, like in terms of this evolutionary medicine lens, mm-hmm. that this knowledge of inducing perspiration as a means of transformative healing mm-hmm. is an old... Maybe one of the first yeah, meta- medicines. Right? Right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, potentially, I don't know have that. To be, yeah. I don't have well, it would have to, to be because I mean,
0: yeah, no, but I mean, uh, like we're going and I just kind of want to romanticize it a bit. But like thinking back into our hunter-gatherer ancestors, um, we know that short bursts of really intense physical activity was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also know that moving moving all day was a thing. So again, we move, we I know what it feels like. I know what happens to my body when I'm doing high intensity training and you're sweating and you're right. And it's again, without the science to back up the cellular level, what's going on, it clearly was a medicine, whether they knew it at the time or not, it was part of the reason was creating such resilience for us to still be here today. Yeah, And
1: so as far as the detoxification through sauna, um, you know, there's a pretty good um, sort of, I guess that's a meta-analysis. It looks at a bunch of different studies and sweat content post uh, saunaing or okay. sweat therapies yep um and just looking at contents of uh, certain toxins metals cadmium okay. um, lead mercury um organic compounds chemicals um and i wouldn't say like an overwhelmingly clear thing saying oh yeah we're losing a ton of this crap in our oh yeah. sweat." right um actually maybe there's a little bit more in our urine or our stool or yeah there is some here but it uh, it is coming out in a sweat but it really is dependent on a person's uh uh, toxic load or what they're exposed to occupationally Mm -hmm. what's actually on the skin so interesting um i guess what i would sort of sum it up as at this point and what i'm comfortable stating Mm -hmm. is that yeah it's likely happening in our sweat to some degree but i think it's a little bit overstated okay as a like right. the number one thing that's happening in a sauna or heat therapy right.
0: just because we are sweating we think oh jesus this is like the main benefit but not necessarily not at necessarily. least according to this um yeah if you have that study i want to one see it for my own because i haven't but two, put it in the show notes because um, yeah i think at the and i again related to some other research i know that it comes down to just the metabolizes metabolization of the from the liver and all this these kind of toxins and things these chemicals that we want to get out of the cell essentially going to the liver for processing and then from there being excreted in all the other ways so poop and which is pee. a primary route of elimination right, right. so yeah, yeah. so in- interesting i think that's kind of unique something cool to touch upon um i know another benefit or go, well, go so ahead if yeah, you have yeah, anything more on the detox front because i was going to get into some yeah cardio. i don't want to
1: diminish that though right because there okay. is you know, there, there is research out there showing, you know, hey, there's these police officers that, you know, I guess they were narcs or whatever, and they might have been exposed to methamphetamines and mm. um, did a really? sauna-based detoxification protocol leading to significant reduction in symptoms and neurotoxicity scores. So, really? hey, there's something there. There's like a correlation between, I feel better after a toxic exposure when I sauna, or 9-11 uh, first responders who were not improving in terms of, uh, symptoms of neurotoxicity, really? uh, muscle aches, that sort of stuff um, started to started to improve. Right. So, I think part of the overstatement is say, Oh, see, sauna detoxifies these things. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right. 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 Sweat, right, it, right, sweat right. it out, and maybe we did, and there is some literature to suggest that yeah, it is coming out in our skin, in our pores, right. uh, in our sweat. Um, but then there is sort of that more mitochondrial thing. Like, what are we actually initiating resiliency wise in the body mm-hmm. through exposure to heat? Right, right. That whole hormetic thing, the whole hormesis Hormesis, piece. Right. And there's probably other pieces to it that we
0: are are not illuminated. Right. Again, it's not just the the detoxing; it's more so the resilience, as we talk about in that mitochondria episode. But the resilience that kind of comes from this. So it's a double edged sword of goodness that we're getting from this, which is again based on what we had spoke about earlier. It's this cumulative burden that all human beings and all beings that are, you know, living on this earth
1: are experiencing this day because of you know pollution and whatnot um and yeah it, and it can be as simple as um circulation right? like increasing peripheral circulation and definitely and, uh, opening up those blood vessels vasodilation and right getting stuff to the periphery mopping up the gunk bringing it back into the core mm-hmm. where it can be dealt with by the lymphatic system into the liver etc right so um i think circulation is a huge piece and that really fits under, you know, a traditional Chinese medicine lens quite nicely, right? right. It's just like stagnation equals disease. If right. we can minimize stagnation, we fluids, we're doing yeah. better, right? Definitely. So what was
0: it? Hipp- Hippocrates, the four, four fluids and what have you like. Four um, humors. Four, yeah. Yes. Right. So yeah. all these fluids, obviously there's fluid exchange. We see the sweat. We're breathing a little heavier in the sauna, um, you know, having a good poop the next day, perhaps whether we realize that from the sauna or not. But yeah, it's all these things that are happening. And I guess before we, we kind of touched basically at the beginning of this transcultural nature of sweating and saunas. Um, we're speaking specifically in regards here, I believe, with a lot of this research about infrared saunas, right? No, it's both. Or yeah, it is yeah, both. Okay, yeah. both. I was curious about that because yeah. I know that some it is both. eh? Um, and I don't even, off the top of my head, I don't even know that, that Journal of America, uh, the JAMA study that I'm going to get into next year. I don't know if it was infrared or not now. No, it will be more traditional Finnish saunas because it's a Finnish study. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. I so that. That no, and that's funny because I, well, I mean, in no, my I have prep for the show. For I have sure, but I'm no, I don't, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I I would uh, I would assume that you're right because it is a finished study. Well, anyways, nice segue. Um, because that's just it. There's obviously there's wood saunas. There's electric ones, the ones that you might find at you know your local fitness club or what have you. Yeah. Kind of plug they they plug in. Obviously, they would I would assume take a lot of electricity to run. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, let's chat about that that study now because we just brought it up. Uh, I think one of the biggest benefits um so the detoxing being one cellular resilience you know all all in the same i think the cardiovascular i mean looking at cardiovascular disease as a huge i think it's like first second number one killer of north Mm -hmm. americans cardio yeah next to cancer i believe but anyways um this study so this which will be linked in the show notes uh showed that individuals who use sauna four to seven times a week or um four to five times a week even showed a 60% decreased risk of mortality from cardiac events. So that basically means you've got a lower risk of a sudden heart attack and a lower risk of developing some sort of cardiovascular disease. So obviously, again, this is something that anyone in, you know, anti-aging type space, by you know, looking at longevity
1: would love this and this is why i think we've this seen is a study this is a, this is a big like study yeah 2300 men thank you over 20 yes. years right? 20 this years like 20 years yes a rat study you, know, you are a your dish exactly whatever, right? oh yeah well
0: yeah you've totally just redeemed yourself from any other time you've <laughs> mentioned rat studies no because this is the opposite of a rat study this is a long long study uh 20 years long
1: and yeah we're so we're talking like one of the best 40 percent reduction in all cause mortality yeah, which is significant thing mm-hmm. this is a really for significant thing for a number thing. one killer very much so yeah it's yeah. like if this was a pill right it'd be on the front page of everything right so oh that's, gosh gotcha. that's a, that's a big you, deal yeah
0: no, that's very, very true. If you can. And make, so, does that mean care.
1: that saunas are now correlated with immortality, right? Because uh, you have. I, I, I guess they would be, wouldn't if they? they? If we got really like deep into ceremony, maybe. But yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: so. Right. No. Well. Well said. No, I think that study. I mean, it gets said so much, and yes, that would be one of the things. Uh, you know, not nothing new. I think that study. If If you're talking about infrared saunas, you, you're citing that study because yes. again, long longitudinal.
1: I can never say that word.
0: Longitudinal
1: longitudinal longitudinal, longitude longi- just make up your own word
0: yeah again my own word longitudinal. i'm gonna start doing that i actually caught myself listening to uh i it's a total side rant here but this is going to be uh an official correction for the podcast dmt not dimethyltryptophan but uh-huh. dimethyltryptamine right this is why you're I, tripping over is, yourself i'm buddy. tripping no but this this is the thing this is the thing i had a friend say hey this is not that it's this right. okay from that friend this is for you this correction nice but it's also uh but you're right make up your own word this is why i stray away from like the hard sciences and, and i'm into the qualitative uh, research and whatnot because fancy like biochemical words they've always scared me away so i i yeah, commend I you like for studying i commend yeah i commend you for studying all this stuff because that's it's basically what kept me out of naturopathic um medicine college for sure
1: yeah well, organic favorite. chemistry was my dragon oh it must that have I had to slay to yeah, yeah. for sure for so, sure all right um,
0: back on back back yeah. to our topic of the day no i uh so that was one. That was one study. I thought we should maybe go in and actually now talk about who, what other groups might benefit from
1: studies. Now, obviously, I want to say worms. Every, worms. everyone.
0: Worms. Worms. Yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> please explain how no, so. so. We're talking uh, about
1: longevity here with the cardiovascular piece to some degree, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, wow. sort of a lot of this longevity or immune boosting stuff mm-hmm. and etc. Is um, you know some research or some folks are kind of reducing that to this sort of notion of the heat shock proteins which right. help upregulate the capacity of our body to essentially recycle broken down cells and get rid of what's not working and mm-hmm. keep what's working that sort of deal mm-hmm. um and so um a worm study oh wow i thought i'd quote one of those because wow. that's even worse You're, than a rat study that's weird you don't you don't but we're getting the mama earth here right we're okay. talking worms i'm right? actually quite curious yeah. as to where you go with
0: this one <laughs> so ba-
1: basically um exposure to heat mm-hmm. one exposure to heat um, increased heat shock protein production in worms and led okay. to a 15% increase in lifespan. Wow. Right? One, that's huge. One,
0: right, How right. long does a worm live in the first place? I have no idea. Okay, it. I knew you. <laughs> if you knew <laughs> I just that, thought, I was I just, say some, like,
1: <laughs> I just have to bring in a worm study. I thought okay. it was kind of hilarious.
0: But. but still, yeah, no, but that's... uh, No, that is... Thank you for bringing that up because a 15% increase. And now, so many rants and, and ramblings today my brain's going, but I just want to know like a uh, worm study worms digestion similar to human digestion don't start asking me
1: about worms okay i don't
0: know (laughs) see well now i want a worm expert on the show we got to get a worm expert because if i'm not mistaken somebody if you're out there and you're listening please let me know if uh worms digestive systems are very similar to humans i would imagine they're not but who knows i would imagine they're not either but i thought that there's something going on there anyways i'm just throwing myself under bus after bus of sean you don't know what you're talking about back to rewilding um yeah no I I think I want to add on to the whole longevity piece because there are there is another uh, subcategory of population that I think would benefit from sauna use and that would be athletes um, high level athletes any athletes for recovery it's great um, and I think so yeah a lot of uh, again. Athletes always looking for a legal edge. So using different peptide hormones and things like that nowadays are, I know there's a lot of gray area. um, So I know a lot of them are using different peptides. And one, uh, I mean, one study has shown that growth hormones increase when you use a sauna right after uh, exercise. So that was really interesting because it increased uh, post-exercise EPO which is a peptide hormone um, that athletes, yeah, will inject to stimulate a production of red blood cells, which then, of course, improves oxygen from the lungs and then increases your aerobic capacity. So I thought that was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. So, I mean, I know I've tried to go into the sauna at the gym after a workout. Very hot sauna, not infrared. I just had a hell of a time trying to stick that out for any considerable amount of minutes. And Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have this. I'll put this link in the show notes. Again, this study, if anybody's interested, but... Yeah, too hot for me to be able to do that. I'm not as a fiery redhead. I'm not one to, you know. I gotta gotta be mindful of the way I consume. And that's a good point because, yeah, um,
1: you know, we're talking in sort of like science really likes to get nitty gritty and yeah. then make gen- like a go into the nitty gritty and then make a statement about something. Yes, that can be sort of applied generally. And we have to right. remember individualization here, right? Mm. Um, you know, Thank there's you. certain patterns of heat in a person's system if they have a certain type of autoimmune yeah. presentation that is very hot maybe saunaing isn't the right thing which i would yeah
0: i mean i think i i have to be mindful of him for sure right i i just know that it's uh despite all these benefits in that and i mean yeah thank you for saying that piece too we you know we find something from a study it might be a generalizable rct you know random control trial type study um that might seem very generalizable but again we're in the day of rewriting books right now Mm -hmm. and i think in the health science liter like Even why this show exists is because there are different ways of knowing. And, um, yeah, no, I think that's very, very important. That just because something comes from a study that seems very generalizable, we ourselves have to take that information and distill it. How can I apply this in my life? Where Mm -hmm. am I different maybe? And, again, um, yeah, I just think that's super important. I guess where I was going to go is that sitting with ourselves and understanding, sure, we've got this information from our personal trainer, our doctors, our coaches, or whoever might be, you know, helping you out on your health journey. It, it, it comes down to taking that information, pushing the dogma aside and all the mm-hmm. excitement and just being like, okay, how does this really sit with me? And right. sitting in silence and quiet time and all that stuff. Taking that into a sweat lodge and figuring it out maybe. You yeah. know, you know, Good really? Point. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that was one thing with athletes. The other, well, we're on the athlete subject, I'm thinking of my old times, uh, so as a personal trainer, having a couple like, you know, executive type clients, um, one individual was a lawyer but we we made up a workout workout of the day back when crossfit was a thing and this wad was called the ceo and do you know what the ceo workout is you gotta tell me okay well it is essentially you do i gotta think here you go foam roll then you sauna then you go see your registered massage therapist and that's called the ceo which it sounds kind of funny but i would like this is a genius workout essentially if you're asking me because mm-hmm. yeah High level athletes is one thing, but then you got guys like me. I don't know if you fall in this category, oh, yeah. but I just, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I know you got a sauna now at your house, so you must fall in this category, but I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Like I, yep. I am lazy. I, despite, you know, living in gyms throughout most of my younger, throughout my twenties and that, I'm lazy and I would rather not have to kick my ass in the gym. So why not sit in an infrared sauna or in a sauna in general and get some of these amazing benefits? I think the CEO workout
1: is something for everybody. I th- um, i'd like to see and let's okay well let's not say we're going to replace exercise with yes mine, no. for okay. sure but That's just to point. be you know just to cover our basis no, here but I, I, I i'm totally on board with mm-hmm. you um you know the pillars of health for me are nutrition movement and exercise mm-hmm. connective practices so how are you essentially de-stressing by connecting either to spirit or others okay. or yourself okay um connecting. and i would add in thermotherapies like sauna or hydrotherapy right. it's smart
0: programming and mm. it's something as a holistic you know personal training in the past it's i never had access to it but now it's just like some individuals i know i would get them outside just doing like zone breathing exercises and things like that if, if i f- had figured out through testing that their sympathetic nervous system's constantly getting activated and they're in a fight and f- fight or flight state all the time i um i basically i think now would be a great thing just be like hey, okay, three weeks sauna you know, sauna therapy leading mm-hmm. up and then we start getting into moving or maybe doing mobility and, you know, some of right. these breathing exercises, but then getting into the, the, you know, the
1: heavier lifting or whatever it is that, you know, the yeah. individual is looking for. Yeah, think You for can sure. get creative with the application of this tool, for sure. Yep, yep. Um, I wanted to talk about pain. Okay, cool. Decreasing pain. pain, eh? Yeah. Well, right, of course. So there's an old uh, German physician, I think it was like 1700, 1800s, his name was uh, Moritz Romberg and a bit of a nature doctor kind of guy and this quote stuck out to me alluding to something i mentioned before about circulation and his quote is that pain is the prayer of the nerve for better blood right and we have way more nuance in our understanding of the body you know a couple hundred years later but fundamentally yeah right if we're improving circulation and decreasing stagnation Mm -hmm. um you know less inflammation, less pain, more blood supply to the nerves. They can function. They don't right. have to scream at us saying, hey, we're starving for oxygen. Hey, right. we're you know covered in heavy metals or hey, mm-hmm. or, this is going on. Right. So um, really cool study in and around fibromyalgia patients receiving sauna therapy, some underwater oh, cool. exercise therapy, mm-hmm. um, 31 to 77% reduction in pain and symptom after 12 weeks. Right. Like 31, so, that's cool. That's a, you can take a placebo pill and match that. But 77% mm-hmm. is, you know, pretty good. And, and maintaining that through a six-month follow-up period and um, just key, improve yeah. quality of life. And fibromyalgia sure. is tough. Clinically, mm-hmm. it's super tough because there's there's so many variabilities going on there. There's generally uh, significant dysbiosis in the microbiome. So the mm-hmm. gut bacteria is off. Right. Uh, there's generally um, some level of trauma. In the yeah. you know, post-traumatic sort of mm-hmm. stuff going on uh, so the emotional component really? there is the toxicity component um, so mm-hmm. for one single therapy okay a couple underwater yeah. exercise and okay. sauna to yeah. have that much of an impact on something that is so multi systemic and layered yeah is significant
0: so it's like you kind of even in saying that like that being the medicine for that specific population kind of going back to say sauna sauna's good is good for everyone, like literally nice. everyone. It's just hitting so many things mm-hmm. that it just seems, yeah, it just seems like a great a great medicine indeed. Um, and I know we, we kind of like said that, you know, not all these toxins are being excreted from the skin, but what, I know it can be beneficial for skin health, um, but I didn't know, I don't know necessarily
1: if you had anything specifically, like how, how does sauna uh, benefit our skin? Um, I, th- I think it has a sort of that hermetic effect. I think that's part of the understanding is that it it stresses the skin cells to you know be like hey what's going on with this heat and start to produce Mm -hmm. collagen do what they're supposed to be doing right uh, these fibroblasts are these type of cells that produce collagen sort of upregulate. i see that might be what's going on to some degree um yeah your open pores you're you're getting all that stuff that's stuck in that sebum and those those like sweat pores and the fatty bits in there and that's coming out um so yeah you you do get the glowing skin Mm -hmm. for sure okay well that's awesome
0: I want to switch to contraindications. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily. Um, obviously, my my in piece in regards to uh, losing weight is right. kind of too much too fast, not so good. Had a
1: ton of contraindications. There's like, yeah. There's not a bunch of deaths. Well, just it because here we are here.
0: hyping up, you know, infrared saunas and sauning. So I just thought we maybe do no. It's important due diligence and be like, hey, where can we say that this is this stuff? Well, if you've got a so heart magical. arrhythmia
1: right if you got right. a significant heart arrhythmia right. and you're on a beta blocker or something like that yeah sure maybe not um, yeah, if you're it. super old and frail right um yes you gotta ease yourself in and be for like for sure kind of have somebody because that blood pressure can drop and you don't right. have the resilience to respond to that hermetic stress the same way a younger person right. might so those are cautions there um i listed pregnancy yeah in my mind just because I just say that because everything everything. Cover your ass. But and actually, I think there is some research out there suggesting that if okay. there's a if women are used to saunaing already, right, like all things, yeah. But I don't know if that would be a great it's idea a nice for mobilizing sort of. Mm-hmm. Things fluids the, and toxins yeah, yeah. or whatever in the system and that so i'm not it, sure But you know what that. it's like, interesting
0: because you do it's kind of the blanket statement i was like "Well, yeah. breastfeeding or pregnant it's like right. and the reason that is said is because no one's really doing studies on individuals who are breastfeeding and pregnant they just don't necessarily sign up for studies that's why we don't often see and things research
1: really there it's got to suck for pregnant women because they feel like oh i gotta wrap myself in bubble wrap now and i can't do anything that too right, right? yeah and so that, yeah so
0: so no i but you're right though in regards to sauna i think that makes um There's some interesting sense to be made there, I think. Um, Well, what type of tools can we offer folks? I think um, one thing we kind of, I didn't necessarily run through was talking about different heat. Because I think you had maybe said you weren't too sure about the heat of or what type of sauna um, from that one
1: study where we saw cardiovascular benefits. So my take right now is that it's higher heat is Because it's not just the sweat that's doing it. It's this hormetic stress and probably some other mechanisms Mm -hmm. that we're not aware of. Right. Um, So sweating is one thing and the heat is another. And so infrared saunas don't get as hot. Mm -hmm. Right. They penetrate deeper into the the tissue. Um, They don't, the ambient air doesn't get as hot. um, But you are sweating. Right. Internally. Uh, Internally. Whether whether you realize it or not. Right. But you do sweat. Right. Um, So... I feel like my preference and even d- just from an intuitive mm-hmm. perspective is like what's wilder? Mhm. It's the traditional oh, right, sauna, yeah. right? Yeah. Infrared sauna is kind of like a reappropriation, right? Yeah, but sure. I in the end I would much r- I would much rather yeah. uh, be able to sit in my infrared sauna on a daily basis based on convenience and accessibility. Right. versus the monthly or every 6 weeks getting out to another type of like right. more traditional sauna. Sure. Or a sweat lodge, or whatever. Right. Do both if you can. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, you um,
0: you've had your sauna for a little bit now. Yeah. How high? What? What's the it temperature? It only goes in the to sixty. It only goes to sixty. It maxes out at sixty degrees. Celsius. Sixty Celsius. So like yeah. one. It takes forever we're to get it, like up. One fifty. Yeah. yeah. One fifty yeah. Fahrenheit. Um, and it's funny to say. Like, I know there's a way you can like tinker with them to like you know yeah, switch the regulator. Yeah, switch the regulator. I mean, I'm no, I'm no. Uh, Mechanical engineer of any sorts, but yeah, I know there is a way that you can actually tinker with them. I'm sure the warranty gets voided, but I'm sure you can you could tinker with it to make it go a little bit
1: hotter. Yeah. Um, and then there's EMF concerns, this and that. And um, I'm glad you brought that but, up. Uh, I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit well, hole right at this moment necessarily, but it is something to consider if yeah. you're looking to buy a sauna. Don't get a cheap one from for sure. I'm not going to mention stores or whatever, but yep. glues, no, fillers. Wanna. Yes, uh, thank you. Particle board, like thank you. You don't need to be. S- breathing in that stuff when you're right trying to heal yourself no i
0: and i was gonna say that and you're right we don't necessarily have to go down there but i have also heard um that recently since like uh i believe it was like the clear light sauna brand that was the first out of the gates to do like the low or no emf thing and then from there you know one good thing about capitalism is that when there is something in demand um
1: companies will supply so almost every yeah, they all infrared say infrared sauna. Yeah. but I got my infrared sauna. I measured it with my electrosmile oh, we did? Eh? Thing, and yeah, okay. Not that great, man. No, no, not at all. And this is what I'm going to say. Forget but about it, it altogether.
0: Versus what they're claiming. Yeah. And it's like, that's not actually oh happening here. Well, this is what I want to say. So they're saying that, hey, we're up to standards and we're all hey. doing a low or no right. EMF. But here's the thing. They're everywhere. Like, it's not like, especially when you're sitting in a box that's plugged into a wall. Like, right. get just get out. Like So if there's anything new to be added to the conversation around saunas, just forget about in, like, EMF. Uh, junk EMF. While well, you're in there, you're in a box. It's plugged in the wall. Unless that's an issue for like a sure, significant sure. issue for you. Sure. Right. Again, individuality. Yeah, yeah. No. But that's just it. I think blanket statement. And again, risk it's like fine ratio.
1: Yes, definitely. Right, like i We just talked about how awesome saunas are. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do them because I'm scared of like a zap yeah. from a, a thing from some EMF. Yeah. Uh, then turn off your computer and exactly. you know so There's other way. Oh, well, and that's just it. Most of them are producing the same
0: amount of EMFs that are coming off my computer that I sit in front of for eight hours a right. day. So I mean, but I
1: think we could continue to demand better right. oh, gosh, yeah. products and uh, i th- and i think, as think as too
0: part. where the sauna industry could do better is on the particle boards and all the materials that actually create the uh like and then you don't have cheap stuff. saunas anymore right well no and you then, can't get one for 1200 again bucks. going back to the whole idea of rewilding is say fuck fuck the economy and fuck capitalism i'm gonna go build one myself which right. i think is a this is I think i'm glad we're chatting about it because that's just it um that's the only way really that we're gonna get rid of the emfs is by going that route um yeah i think that's i'm glad you said that mm-hmm. indeed um and that's the thing too is that i had it's those, sometimes it's like those cloth panelings that are i know well this is one thing i want to say while we're still on that topic before we transition is that basically if you create your own sauna or build your own sauna. You could then maybe start finding sourcing some wood from your land, say, or some type of cedar. That's not all full of like chemicals and that. And I know those fabric, like um, the fabric covers over some of the heating elements. Again, whatever's in that is being heated up daily and you're breathing that in. So yeah, there's ways around it with the infrared sauna. And like you said, it kind of gets more pricey, but there's options. And I think it's worth, worth noting for sure. Okay, cool. What about, um, well, we talked about low heat High heat, so yeah, high heat for the cardiovascular benefits, low heats for more of your detoxification benefits. But what about contrast bathing? Something I love, oh, I, yes. I know you love as well, and that's a tool for folks. So if we want to maybe run through how you do your contrast bathing.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you yeah. brought this up because this isn't, in all the research and all this sort of stuff, this isn't really talked about, and this is such a huge component, especially when we're talking about if, you if, know, I reduce it in my mind to improve circulation right? Mm -hmm. As one of the main things. Um, And so contrasting hot and cold is really helpful in um, amplifying the benefits, Mm -hmm. the potential benefits of saunaing, right? right? So um, having that cold burst Mm -hmm. and and for a certain length of time to, you know, what this cold to the body It sort of contracts and shunts everything to the Mm -hmm. core, right? So you have this heat, this peripheral heat, or this um, peripheral blood flow because of the heat, Mm -hmm. picking up all the gunk, you hit the cold shower, drives everything back yep. into the core where it can be dealt with by the liver and um, yeah um, those elimination organs systems, yeah. so in a real sort of generalized way of speaking about it so what I like to do is mm-hmm. uh, 15 to 20 minute stints in my sauna so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sit there um, it's generally between 15 and 20 minutes that I start to beat up with sweat okay uh, after the sauna has been on for a while and I get in at a certain temperature uh, and then I go for a Thirty second, either less than 30 seconds or more than a minute cold burst okay in the shower first you're rinsing off the sweat and if there are any things that you are uh, sweating out mm-hmm. toxin wise you're not reabsorbing anything all right. you're rinsing all that off and basically shunting everything to the core and you mm-hmm. get back in your sauna do another 15 20 minutes boom hit the cold again right. so i do like a three mm-hmm. but that's pretty full-on like you yeah. don't have to do that's that. like a, that's like your full-on routine you're you know maybe a weekend or a day that you have throughout the week where you're yeah. you could just time. do 20 yeah. minutes in the sauna and right then and then hit up lunch. hit it up with some cold right. after yeah right this morning i was rolling around in the snow right you know? yeah oh yeah. you were right eh? yeah oh lovely it was great
0: burns the skin oh my goodness it feels yeah. so good though i do that up at the scandinave spa in mm. uh collingwood here yeah. in, in ontario so it's uh yeah, I mean, I, I just love it. And, and I guess the benefit to the contrast bathing, sure, there's all these you know, detoxification, resilience, but again, it's the slowing down and where you kind of get um, to this kind of different realm of consciousness when you kind of get so relaxed from contrast bathing. And if you've done a few rounds, so like to what you're saying, like 10, 15, 20 minutes in a hot source. So at the Scandinavian spa or these Nordic spas that they have, you've got things like steam rooms, you've got infrared saunas, you've got your traditional saunas, you've got hot tubs, and you're going from hot to cold plunge, mm-hmm. rolling in snow or whatever, to then relaxing for about 20 minutes. And yeah, mm-hmm. like throughout that process, your core temperature slowly rising because you're doing this, uh, you know, like you said, it's the uh, constriction and the relaxation. So eventually your core temperature gets so high, you just kind of get into this, this zone, this meditative mm-hmm. zone where I find like it's in between the sleeping and awake space. And the first time I ever had gone and experienced it, I was just sold on the whole idea from yeah. a from a meditative standpoint. So I go with
1: kind of the intent to kinda of at least throat It's an awesome way to get out of your head and into oh, your body. Yeah. Like you right you can be the most sort of numb person and that can't get into their body, but if oh, you're yeah. doing a hot, cold plunge, you're feeling your body. That's right? true. And so in, in some element of you getting medicine. out of your head yep and that is good medicine too yeah for sure uh, and just that whole notion of this peripheral heart right like all the arterials in our body are like little muscles right mm-hmm. that expand and contract and so when we get hot and we expand them and we're cold and we contract them that's mm-hmm. like half of the cardiovascular like there's the heart doing, gets yeah. all the love right and right. it should because yep. it pumps everything but we have this peripheral heart right that pumps that's all the true. blood back it Moves the lymphatic system, all those things happen. And right. I um, never really it thought about feels peripheral awesome. heart. Yeah, right. It does yeah. feel awesome.
0: Well, we're going to uh, we're going to wrap this up soon, but I know you. I want to hear a story from you in regards to some magic plant medicine. Um, but I, I'm going to say this: as far as frequency, intensity, duration, if you're looking to incorporate sauna into your day, I'm sure there's the contrast bathing. Um, but I would say shooting, you know, like like these studies say shoot for three to five times a week, see what feels right for you, depending on the time of year, right? Thinking seasonally with some of these medicines. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the summer, we don't want to go as much, maybe we can just go outside. Um, intensity, again, the low or high heat and what that can do for you. Um, you might even want to do something like say add a red light interior infrared sauna to get some light therapy that way. Um, and then duration anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes is pretty manageable, I think on a, on a regular
1: yeah, even 15 to 20, right? Yep. yep. And if you
0: want to get a little contrast bathing, you can throw that in there and up the ante as well so that was kind of my benefits um that i wanted to throw out um but yeah toss it over to you what kind of exciting stuff in the world of plant medicine do you have for
1: today we like to do these little plant takes um on this podcast and Mm. so um i thought well what's relevant to saunaing and i thought you know what i'm going to talk about acer saccharum Hmm. saccharum basically the sugar maple i'm going to talk about maple sap and why do i want to talk about maple sap because Essentially, I finished my sauna, and I love chugging a oh, cold yeah. glass of maple sap. Nice. Not maple syrup, but the sap. The sap, right? right? Nice sugary drink full of yep. a lot of minerals. Um, without it's doubt, yeah, can, so it's
0: Canada's coconut water.
1: Pretty much. I mean, if we're looking for a wild,
0: I mean, a, yeah. a good wild alternative to coconut water, it's kind of yeah. Coconut water doesn't have to fly on a plane to get to you.
1: That's true. Essentially, I just walked yeah. out my yeah. back door and right? right to the tap. Yeah. And, and
0: I'm grateful for that and this drink that you made today. Uh, oh yes. Do you want yes, the, sanct,
1: sh- the sanctus sap? Yeah, so can basically you share? it is uh, maple sap. It's heated up like you would boil your water to make a tea. Mm-hmm. And you put it over your tea. This tea we're using is Holy basil—that's why it's called Sanctus Sap, because mm-hmm. holy means ah, okay. Sanctus means holy. Okay, um, I wonder. Yeah, just pour that on then. there. You don't have to put any sweetener in it, mm-hmm. and it's just such a good combination of mm-hmm. flavors. Um, and it's a—it's a nice little reboot, you know, when you get out of yeah. the sauna, for example, oh, yeah. um, or in the middle of the day. Uh, so you know, obviously, there's a sugar content in maple sap—two mm-hmm. percent sucrose, right? right. So it's—that's how we make the maple syrup—is by boiling the shit out of it and making it into a syrup, right? But when we do that, we lose a lot of the antioxidant value of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I dipped into the research a little bit more because I was going to talk about it. And I was thinking, oh, you know, saunas and electrolytes—that's mm-hmm. you know, that's what it's about. And so, and that's why I think. I love it after a sauna. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at a couple studies. I'm like, oh, it actually doesn't outperform water. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No. <laughs> with electrolytes, or? in terms of rehydration. Oh, okay. Ah, um, entering the cell. Yeah. Right. So, um, it has a lot. It has like the potassium and the, uh, calcium calcium it has manganese and all these other things but no no not a lot of sodium right which is a pretty oh, key piece right, to for sure uh, so um doesn't really outperform those sugary sporty drinks or necessarily the the control which was just like a maple flavored water right essentially um so i was like oh that's disappointing right yeah <laughs> it would be. but yeah. um but that in that same study just really looking at holy mac there's a lot of antioxidants in here right Right. so um just really upregulating your capacity to deal with things uh from a toxicity perspective Mm -hmm. right so when we get back into that whole conversation about mitochondria if we got the antioxidants in there we're quenching free radicals Uh, if we are saunaing and mobilizing things that are um, we need to get rid of right drinking something high antioxidant is a it was a good move. Oh, um, for sure. So I was like, okay, cool. I can sort of pull this one out of the fire a little bit. Oh, yeah. And say, yeah, it makes sense. Maybe that's where my intuitive piece is coming in on just love. And that and maple oh. sap flows at the prime time. Well, it's this time of year, right? We're in February. Son- yeah, 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 it's true, too. It's interesting. So, yeah, that's definitely interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, and then one piece around, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's a lot I could talk about in terms <laughs> of maybe we'll get back into it in another show, but... Um, Maple sap is shown to upregulate a couple of enzymes in the liver: alcohol dehydrogenase, ah. aldehyde dehydrogenase, right. And basically, Good for hangover, great for hangover, St. Patty's Day kind of deal. Yeah, just right. The same glasses time of, year, right? of maple sap, and you'll be doing okay, <laughs> right? Not That's, not, a, yeah. not you know, proposing that you're not a okay not a proponent. Of getting you can up, getting fermented
0: lit. fermented beverages
1: are yeah. Yes. so um, mainstay around here. There's that piece, and then just like the the, the aldehyde dehydrogenase and how that. So when we're breaking down xenobiotics, mm. things that come from the environment that, have, that aren't in our biology, but have biological effect on okay. us, a xenobiotic, like okay. BPA plastic or right. whatever. And we're trying to metabolize this and we're breaking wow. it down into aldehydes. Yeah. Right, that become maybe more volatile and damaging to the body ah. because they're becoming more water soluble. They're becoming more like an aldehyde group that can attach to fatty bits in our cells. Right. If we um, can upregulate these enzymes, Hey, we're quenching some right. of this stuff. So again, yeah. maybe this is me kind of piecing it no, together I see it piecing but, it together. It's um, very
0: intuitive. Your intuitive hit is bang on. We don't need any rat or worm studies to. Oh. I'm I'm feeling that. Yeah, where you're coming with this time of the year yeah. when you're saunering, it's just like peanut butter and jelly. And I would still do, I would still do sap. your electrolyte drink before well, and after. Because- to that though, let's like, let's not buy a Gatorade or some sugary no, sports no. drink. Let's do this. Let's take your maple sap. Let's throw a shot of maybe apple cider vinegar in there, and maybe All a little pinch of sea salt what, what do you think yeah there you go there we go homemade maple sap gatorade there's your rewild your gatorade prescribed recipe heck yeah we might prescribe that some type of blog or some type of extra show note because there it is something new for the topic of sauna well done way to end on a high note beautiful bud. you're coming back my co-host richard thanks for being here thanks for having me um this was a great episode thank you everyone for listening we went a little over today but hey we had a lot to say about the sauna and don't sweat the small stuff don't sweat this sp- <laughs> oh that's well well said no, that's good that was a good one all right guys thank you very much we're gonna go hit, hit up a sauna now i think maybe and uh stay wild Thank you for listening to the Rewild My Bio podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, if, of course, you think they would like it. You can also visit rewildmybio.com to download previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs and bonus content from my health promotion research, along with practical tips to help you rewild in a modern world. Please follow along on Instagram and Facebook, at RewildMyBio, and on Twitter, at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay wild.